When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Uh, plenty of texts. Uh, Dunny, uh, you get this for the bunnies versus roosters. JWH is a weak bully. Uh, I love that rivalry. That's going to be massive, boys. Isn't it? The opening, sorry, not the opening of the stadium, but as far as rugby league is concerned, yeah. South versus Roosters, and you just know that game is going to to decide something big. Yeah, it's it's got that look about it. Yeah. Um, you know what? What a way to as as you say, open for rugby league. Um, going back to 2018, the last game at Sydney Football Stadium was a preliminary final. Um, between the Roosters and, and the Bunnies. So um, it was a great... Is that right? Yeah, a great occasion. Yeah. The, the, uh, unfortunately, the Roosters beat us that night in the prelim, uh, 12 points to four. But it was a great way to finish. There's over 40-odd thousand people there. And I assume that there'll be a sellout there again on that Friday night that they play. So, so that was the quality. What year was that, Steve? That was 2018. Yeah, that was a prelim that final. That was the Roosters' first of those two grand finals. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was four all at half time, and, um, and they were too good for us in the second half. Yeah, 12 4, they won in the end. But oh. it was the closing game. It was literally the last game at the old Sydney Football Stadium, and it was a great rivalry, and it was a great occasion, uh, albeit we, um, you know, the Rabbitohs didn't, didn't win. Um, and then to open it with the, the Roosters Bunnies rivalry again, I think it's fantastic. So as I said, you know, you'd expect a, a full house there that night. And it's just got the look about, it's going to decide like a oh. top four or a top, it's just got something about it that game. Tell Is me, this pre it, or post Bruno Mars, by the way? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be post uh, Bruno. Anyway, uh, actually I'll tell you Bruno Mars. Uh, Bruno Mars' uh, real name is Peter Hernandez. You're mm. a podcast man. Yeah. You will love, uh, I've got a podcast for you. They go for about five minutes each, right? And it's called The Way I Heard It. Mike Rowe. Okay, no, I haven't heard of that. Yep. So the, the second podcast is about Bruno Mars, and his name was Peter Hernandez. And he wasn't really cutting it because he didn't love the typical Latino sort of songs. And because he was Peter Hernandez, they were sort of pigeonholing for that. So he thought, I've got to change my name. And he thought, what do I come up with? Well, his dad used to love wrestling, and he's, he loved this wrestler called uh, Bruno. And he looked up in the sky and just thought, Bruno Mars, and that's how he came up with his name. Right, I didn't yeah. know that. I'll send it to mate. It yeah. is. It, they are fascinating. They're five minute yeah. about all sorts of things. You learn so much. The way I heard it, Mike Rowe, uh, fascinating. But I did ask you this question, Seebs. A hundred scenarios. So clearly, the sliding doors and the pick a path book that we live. The Panthers are not going to win a hundred out of a hundred from this scenario here, based on what we currently know. Your pie chart. The Panthers win how many of the hundred? Yeah, so I, I said before in the break, I, I think I still see Penrith winning most scenarios and, and you know, whether it's uh, um, the, the right figure or not, but I see them sort of out, out of the 100 scenarios, 60 scenarios. 60, more them, than half. More than half the yep. scenarios. I see them winning the competition. Um, I, I do think the Cowboys um, yep. have sort of 20, you know, 20 scenarios. I think they've yep. been really consistent on both sides of the ball. They've just got this young talent coming through all at once and they've got some guys like Val Holmes and those types of guys who – 
almost playing, you know, career best footy. Oh, um, yeah. You know, so they've just got something going going there. Uh, really, you know, really well coached by Todd Payton as well. I do see the Rabbitohs and the Broncos. I, I see them being a chance. I, look, Cronulla are a, a fantastic side, but I, I, there's just something about South building, Broncos building there. I, I see them having the the, uh, the rest of the pie there. So, wow. Um, yeah, I, I, I just see those. those so Sharks guys. are picking up a few crumbs. Well, look, I think I think their time will come, and they're, they're tremendously coached um, by Craig Fitzgibbon. I, uh, but you know, I think they'll be there or thereabouts. But like, I, I just see those. Three you see teams. the Cowboys as a clear cut second. So, yeah. so if somebody said, "Righto, Seebs, you grand can't final. coach Panthers, yeah. but you get to coach a team to try and win a grand final," you go to the Cows for for a ten week window. Oh yeah, I think the, the Cowboys like they, they've been consistent all year. Like yep. at the start of the year, you think, oh, when are they going to slip up? You know, because they finished fifteenth, I think, last yeah. year, didn't they? You know what I mean? And, and I think their defence was the worst in the competition. They spent plenty of time over the preseason. You've heard Todd Payton and the players talk about what they've done to build resilience in their defence. But what I love about their their footy at the moment is is they attack probably as good, if not better, than all teams in the comp, maybe other than Penrith at the moment. And what they do is, if you have a look at them. They'll go. They'll they'll shift to shift at times. So they create momentum, and one of the things I'm not sure whether the visual cue is this, but the fourth last defender, you often see him on the black dot or the near post. As soon as they see that, they shift the ball from from the the, the play the ball on on where they shifted to all the way. Hang, 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 hang on. So the listening ear sometimes can't keep up with yeah wise words like that. So yeah. just repeat that because I'm very fascinated in what you're saying here. So they see the black dot. So so, so t- tonight or whenever yeah, the yeah, Cowboys yeah, play, yeah, tomorrow yep, afternoon against yep, the Dragons. Yep. So we'll be doing that ga- game yep. on SEN. So have a look at when they've shifted the ball, right? Have a look at the fourth last defender. Now, often it's an edge back row of the, of the opposition team. Yep. Now have a look where he is. Now, you, everyone knows that the goalpost, right? Yes. If that edge back rower on the long side, yes. is on the near post yep. or on the black dot, you can bet your bottom dollar Cowboys will shift all the way back across the other side of the field. That's their indicator. That's their indicator. If you see that fourth last defender on the far post, they'll just go back through the middle of the park. Wow. Because because essentially what happens is when that fourth last defender is on the near post or the black dot, there's only three defenders outside That's him, right. marking over half a field. So why did we go back into the, you know, what we call yeah. the bear pit? Why would you go back into the bear pit there and allow the spacings in the defensive line to reset? Now, I've watched Cowboys really closely because um, I love the way they play their footy. And I just see when they go shift to shift. Now, I could be wrong there, but that, that's the visual cue that I've picked up. I could be wrong, but they will shift the ball back across as soon as you see that fourth last defender narrow. Wow. And, and it's a really easy cue to, uh, to pick up. Um, so even you know people at home, you can you can have a look, have a look where, where the, the back row is. Who will be that? You know, it might be Jaden Seward yeah, yeah. Um Without knowing the Dragons team off the top of my head, you know, Tarek Sims if he plays in the edge back row. You just all you're looking for is the edge back row and where wow. his position. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so what Steve is alluding to here, Adrian, that the the first shift. Are they primarily shifting right for yeah, so, to the, so Are they shifting you, first one way usually? Yeah, yeah, you'll see what they do is they'll either go down a short side with Dearden or or, um, or Chad Townsend, yeah. or they'll shift to the long side. Right, if with, they're already there, they'll they'll go, they'll down, go down, down a short, short side. side. Okay. Yeah. If they're if they're not there, they'll shift the ball all the way across. What happens is the the defensive line shortens, right? And you've probably heard Matty Johns talk about this. You know, he talks about the belt shortening, but yeah. essentially the defensive line shortens. And it becomes really tight because the ball's gone away and everyone gravitates towards the ball. It's almost yeah. like a honey magnet. Yeah, yeah, that's you know right. I mean? like it's a honey pot. So everyone goes towards the ball and the defensive line's quite narrow. But traditionally what happens in rugby league, we're quite structured, right? So traditionally what happens is you've shifted the ball. Okay, now we've got to get to a position to, to you know, set up for our next big shape. And what most teams will do is they'll go back in and allow the defensive line to reset and get their spacings, right? But 
they've already they've already shortened the line. Yeah, they've already got the fourth last defender at the near post or the black dot. And as soon as they see that, like Dean and Chad Towns and those guys uh, shifting the ball all the way across. Now, whether that's the cue or not, I'm not sure. No, but that's, that, what, that's, that, that, that's what I'm seeing. You know, yes. watching the game and looking at it with the coach's eye, that's what I'm seeing. And it's an easy visual cue. But if you watch them play, they will often go shift to shift or they'll often go short side to shorten the line to shift all the way back across. Think of the amount of times Murray Tualangi, Peter Heku, Val Holmes have – Scott Drinkwater have scored in the corner of the field near the corner post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think of the amount of times they've scored their tries. So, again, it's just something I've been looking at. Again, whether that's their visual cue, but that's the cue that I've been picking up when watching them play. And it's so important, uh, the shift away. So, every little run, even if you're a decoy, because that all amounts, as Seebs is saying, to Murray to Lungy scoring within centimetres yeah. on the other side. Everything has got to be attention to detail. I love that, Seebs. I absolutely love that. Um, Adrian? What's happening in your world? There's some big big stuff happening. Big, big chats you've had this week. Well, I had the um, pleasure of chatting to Karen Murphy um, during the week, which um, like she's probably the most decorated female player of them all. She's a really impressive woman as well. Like she's She was a police officer for 26 years, then came to the NRL Integrity Unit and spent seven years there. And then after that, she's um, decided to go to the Gold Coast and do some coaching and, and player development. But... I was particularly interested in her insights in the integrity unit and what actually yeah. happens there on any given day. And she said that she has two phones. One's a sort of private <laughs> phone and one's the bat phone. And and that one goes off all the time. Oh, no. And, and she, she said, whenever this one rings, it's not good news. No. Um, so it was just fascinating. And particularly during the – in the lead-up to the 2019 season, I think at my count, I, I did a quick calculation. I think there were about 25 – incidents during that summer alone and and normally that's the time when the nrl encourages its staff to have some time off and her phone didn't stop and there were you know fairly trivial matters such as you know the um adam elliott getting Mm. his kid off or dylan napa being involved in every uh home video under the sun um to some really serious like sexual assault matters and assaults and all that sort of stuff and the phone didn't stop and it was just funny. I just said, well, what's a, a typical day in the integrity unit? And she said, well, you know, it's like, you know, 3.25 now on a Thursday. If I was talking to you a few weeks ago, it could be something to do with a, a wagering abnormality or an atrocity being phoned in wow. or, or a lead or, or a, you know, drugs stuff. And just interesting because it's such a, it's almost, you know, secretive, isn't it? Like we don't know what they do. And when she first started, she said that basically Nick Weeks was the boss of integrity. It, the, the unit had only been set up for two years and she joined. She was only initially going to join for 12 months. And I literally shared a seat with a, a phone and a desk with Joe Collins, who was the, the oh, boss right. of integrity. So, right? it's, so it's gone from these humble beginnings to this, you know, really sophisticated thing. And, and, and the whole issue of, you know, social media, like 20 years ago, people get, could go to the pub and whatever happened there would stay there. But now people are looking for that gotcha moment where they're, they're trying to catch NRL players out and just a really fascinating chat. So um, hopefully read that in the Sun Herald tomorrow and she gives a bit of an insight into what it's like being there at the coalface every day. Wow, I look forward to that. Um, now, just just on another thing which will lead into your next story, I know Webby wrote a story and he's over in Birmingham at the moment, but wrote a story around the bunker and yes. the headline was something around blow up the bunker. Yep. And not necessarily that's what he means, but I, and a lot of people say this, Steve, blow up the bunker, blow up the bunker. For me... As long as we've got such great footage we have through Fox or Channel 9 or the idea of blowing up the bunker is ridiculous because 
the strike rate from a on-field referee when they refer to the bunker, their accuracy versus the bunker, it, it is can't compete. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think the bunker's here to stay. But, you know, we were just talking in the break and, and Adrian was talking about some of the conversations that you've had, which I'll let you share. But um, I think initially it was designed to uh, to deal with tries, wasn't yeah. it? Or yep. that's that was sort of the suggestion around it. And we've seen, you know, that's... I suppose uh, bled over into you know captain's challenge and all sorts of stuff now. Do you like know. the captain's challenge? Um, look, I, I I use it in the under twenties, like yep. years ago, like you know, a decade ago yep. when I was coaching under twenties out at the Storm. Um, and I thought, you know, it's it's a, a fair enough sort of um, I suppose um, you know play to have in our game. Um, so I still like it, although you know there's been a lot of criticism from the weekend. But I think there's just needs to be you know simple instructions in place around when you can and can't use mm. it. Um, and then just, you know, so it's this clarity because I think people are probably a little bit off put because no one really knew that you could challenge at the end of a game because there's a, you know, small whistle or a soft whistle versus, <laughs> oh, you know, all that sort of, so even, even, you know, even as a, as a, as a, no uh, one wants a small, as, soft whistle. Let yeah, me tell you that. Exactly, mate, mate. So, so, the, you know, that for me, um, I'm thinking if I'm a coach, that's quite confusing, right? Yeah. So. I think it's here to stay, and, yeah. and it's certainly you know got more positives than negatives, but it just needs a bit of fine-tuning, in my opinion. So the use of the bunker, in many respects, is counterintuitive because all of the rule changes are based upon speeding the game up and bringing fatigue back into the contest, and then we keep slowing it down by checking everything. Mm. But the way the bunker came about for the NRL was there was a hockey, ice hockey referee by the name of Rick Williams who, um, born in Canada, now lives in Australia and has done so for 40 years. But what he did is he got Graham Annesley, uh, Nathan McGuirk and Tony Archer about 15 years ago and said, why don't you come on a trip? I've got access to the NHL and you can look at what, what we use. And over there they call it the Situation Room. So they went in and they saw it during a game. They got access to all the NHL officials and they were really impressed with it. The, the one thing that Rick Williams said to Graham Annesley is, the, if I can give you one piece of advice do what they do in the NHL, only use it for goal scoring occasions. You know, only if you have to go upstairs to check a try. And he said that the reason why we have the debacle like we did with West Tigers and North Queensland is because all of a sudden they're trying to referee the game from upstairs. Yeah. So his thing is, it's a great tool. It's, it's, you know, wonderful if you use it for that, but we have to scale it way, way back. So that means based on what Rick's saying, scrap the captain's challenge. Yeah, potentially. And yeah. the reason I, I actually got onto him was because Andrew Johns wrote that in a column during the week and, and Rick Williams said that was a it was a really good column by by Joey. Just scale it right back, just do it for the put down and nothing else. And you'll be able to live with the, oh, only the put down. What, what about oh, oh, sorry, yeah, any, yes. anything to do with yes, the, okay. the, the yep. try yeah. But yep. but basically you'll live with everything else because you won't be focusing on it for long periods of time. Yeah. No, it's, it's fair enough, Adrian. I think I think it makes makes a lot of sense. Why they brought it in yeah. for, for the scoring opportunities, or you know the potential scoring opportunities, and um, like you say, like the ga- the, th- the game needs fatigue, doesn't it? You know Absolutely. what I mean? Our athletes get fitter, fitter, faster, stronger every single year. We need to bring in fatigue, and that's why we brought the interchange down to eight. You know, from yep. ten and twelve initially. So, um, yeah, what you say makes a lot of sense. The, the other, sorry, just the only other major difference between the NHL bunker and, and our one is they don't have referees up there. They have coaches or f- former coaches or former players or a rule specialist, but never a, a referee, so to speak, because they figure the referees down on the field, let them do their thing. Yeah, I like that. I like that. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. the Reptile on a Saturday is ready to rev up. Reptile, how are you, mate? 
G'day, Shaggers. How are you? Going all right, Cobber. Good reptile. What, what do you know? How's that wound going in your back after Satsy uh, stabbed you? Oh, mate, it's healing up. It's healing up. He's dropped the knife. Like he, he'll probably be on uh, over the weekend. You'll hear a grinding noise and he's just sharpen it back up. <laughs> he, re- he, re- he reckons he got backstabbed by Sats. Oh, the reptile. Anyway, six to go play on. What have you landed on? Hey, what what is the um, match review committee taking or drinking? Line me up for a triple. Okay. Like, seriously. Okay, now here yeah, we go. Now, now let me let me go. Okay, you're a mad bunny. Are you hitting Cleary? Are you hitting JWH? Who are you hitting here? No, Cleary was spot on. Yep. That was 100% accurate. JWH, oh. $3,000 fine. Might as well walk up with the feather dusters and give him a whack. <laughs> yeah. How did, Mate, I, how did I guess? Paul Finucane gets his head assaulted by another head. Yeah, that's two weeks. <laughs> another bloke just places his um, hand on a person's face. That's five. Yeah. Like, are they, are they just going into this committee, blindfolding, spinning themselves four times and then grabbing a dart and throwing it at the board. Chocolate wheel. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what's going on. Hey, what, what, what oh, wheel mate, are you spinning tonight? Are you, uh, what's happening in the reptile world this afternoon? Uh, yeah, the reptile is going to crack open a beautiful 12-year-old Dalmore Scotch tonight oh. and pull out a Cuba Hebe cigar. Ah, nice, nice. Uh, well, good luck with that. I tell you, what's the confidence levels around your bunnies versus the, the sharkies tonight? Mate, 20 plus. Easy, I'm betting you, mate. I know your best friend is uh, pricey and you've got your, your leotard on. You're going to be out with a cheerleader tonight. Uh, <laughs> Give me an S. <laughs> Give me a H. I haven't heard so much bias from a person never played from the best. Everything, oh, sharky, this, sharky, that, sharky, that. Well, mate, I, I, thought, I thought it was only, I thought it was only origin you were doing the bias yeah, yeah, calls. Yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> hey, Reptile, start of the year, I guarantee they'll be playing finals, and guess what? That's what they're doing. Uh, I look forward to your 20-plus uh, result tomorrow. We'll be checking in tomorrow. The Reptile, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is a way to say that. Uh, now, one more thing for you, Seebs, because I like to have an ideas committee, and for you, Adrian, as well. The whole game is about entertainment, right? Why do we need to have – so the eight interchange fine – why do we need to have a defined four players on the bench? Well, why can't we just have as many as you want sitting there? You have the eight interchange. And if the game's all about entertainment, when Cody Ramsey comes off the other day, why can't Tyrell Sloan just come straight on? What, what do you think about that? Yeah, so I, I understand what you're saying. I, I think um, if you had, for instance, like eight players. Yeah. Remember the old days? Yeah. Well, I certainly remember when I was coming through, you'd have about 10 or 12 Yeah, you play reserves, right? they throw your jumper. Yeah, exactly. And you'd sit on the bench, and if you got on, you got on. If yeah. you didn't, you didn't, all through the grades. Um, so I, I think if you were only able to use four out of those eight players for your eight interchange, yeah. that makes sense to me. You know what I mean? But yes. I think if if you've got the, yeah. the extended bench of eight players on the bench and, and essentially you've got, you know, 21 players who all suit up, that doesn't make sense to me. No, no, no. Yeah. I agree with what so, you're saying. Yeah, so I, I think there's certainly some merit in that because you think about it, like if you if there's a um, a positional player like yeah. a 5'8 a who gets injured and you've got 5'8 sitting on, on the bench who's fresh, well, then that makes sense because – um, you know, it's it's great for that team and for their supporters that is a like-for-like replacement out of that, you know, eight players that yes. are sitting on the bench. You might have some some um, or m- multiple positions covered there. So, yeah, no, that would make a bit of sense to me. So in, in the eyes of, say, Hook last week, and, and, and I do love that, keep the four, any four you like, based on circumstances of the game. But in the instance where Cody Ramsey goes down early, Hook's got the decision whether to use Sloan 
or to say, no, no, we've got a different idea with rotation for forwards. Let's put Embiid back there. I, I just think it'd be fascinating. And the other part of that is, say, for example, that my own debut came about 15 minutes to go in a game, right? And we're getting lapped by Canberra and then David Waite's throwing me out and, and then all of a sudden Tinga Blacklock and Mundine go on this run. We nearly, nearly win the game. But what about yours, Steve? Was yours similar to that or was it? Uh, my my debut, I was I was on, on the inter- interchange bench itself. Yeah, yeah. So, so I uh, I come on early. I was playing in, in the middle, so I was against the Bulldogs. You knew you were playing, so I knew I was playing. Yeah, yeah. so it wasn't like like your um yeah you know, your debut there. Yeah, it was a little bit different. So a Sawali or someone coming through and this hype around them, and maybe they're winning by thirty, and they go right, hey, let's get the kid on there. Bang! I just love the idea. But anyway, have you say one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to do that. James from Galaganbone, he says, don't blow up the bunker. But blow up the captain's challenge. Uh, yes, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. The luminary of lists is back. Uh, plenty of people have been asking, "Where's the bloody luminary?" Well, guess what? He's on the other side of this. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.